Hi, everybody. Joe with the Gym Life Podcast. Uh, another athlete special interview here uh, right before the Christmas holiday. As you can see, my Christmas tree is behind me. And uh, it's a great way to get some more content out all of you and somebody I've been waiting to interview for quite a while now. We finally got together to make it happen. Uh, probably uh, doesn't need much of an introduction. Uh, you're pretty popular. Uh, everybody seems to know you as I'm finding out. Uh, certainly you have a lot of followers on Instagram and on social media platforms as well for all the great stuff you do in the powerlifting sports. Uh, Lindsey Gray, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Lindsey. Yeah, thanks for having me. International elite powerlifter. Is that yeah. your title officially? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think I can start putting that on a resume somewhere. I think you can. So I think stoked. you need to start seeing it on social media here or something. Yeah. yeah you're too humble. Yeah. You got to start just putting down those titles. I should put that right in my bio. You, you need it for sure. You do. <laughs> After what I've just found out about you and what you're lifting, there's absolutely no reason you shouldn't have it on there. So how's the holidays for you? Good. Exciting. It's my, I mean, I have little ones, so it's still, it's so fun being Santa is so fun. Yeah. You do have a couple little girls, right? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. I follow you pretty, pretty religiously on, on social media. I have for a while now. Um, you've been, you're kind of known for your belt flipping. Um, we'll get yeah. right into that. Right. Cause you started like this, not that people weren't doing the belt flip, but you kind of brought it to a whole nother level. <laughs> I've seen those mimic videos of you. I just made it. I, I thought it was so funny. Uh, I made a reel. And it just went nuts. It, I was like, oh, I guess this is a thing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a trend that probably should have been around for a long time, but you certainly. Yeah, because I'm definitely not the first, but maybe no, the, the. You make it look good when you do it. There's a certain intensity <laughs> to you when you do it after you're done lifting. So uh, certainly that's always fun to watch. Um, more recently, you did, uh, and I just asked you because I couldn't find out when your last power lifting meet was, but you did the uh, fall, what'd you call it? The fall brawl. Fall brawl, yeah. Where was that at? Fall brawl. It's in Ohio, actually. That's where I'm from originally. So okay. it was cool to go back home and see my parents. They're back there. So they got to see my first thousand pound total, which was really neat. Um, that's kind of how I lined it up. I knew I had like 50 pounds and I was pretty sure I could like, ideally I could like tack that on. Yeah. Um, so we prepped and planned for Ohio so that they could be there for that too. So was that the was that the first time that wasn't the first time you hit a thousand though, right? Yeah, I fit my last one in February was like nine forty eight, like oh, wow. uh, like right around nine. I was like, okay, so really all I need is like twenty ten twenty. Right. And I'm like, I think I can do that. <laughs> it's funny how we add it up in our head sometimes trying to get that <laughs> next total. Where can I find this fifty pounds at? It's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's always somewhere. All of the possible like attempt, like okay, if I don't hit this, then I can probably make it up here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And it all kind of goes away on the deadlift. If you're way too far behind, you're like, ah, that's you're, you're exactly. trying to reach just send it. Just send it. Yeah. You got to make, I always say you got to make up for it a little bit on your bench somewhere. And that's always seems to be the hardest sometimes is getting that as much as you can get out of the bench press. Yeah. Um, yeah. A thousand pound total that that's a pretty big day for you, especially doing it back home. You know um, you're only, and, and for those of you who don't know, uh, you're only 148 pounds. So you're doing not some even, pretty awesome things. Quite. I'd love to see yeah. what your dot score is because you're probably, I'm guessing I, you probably don't know because you're so humble, but you're probably ranked in the top 10 in the world right now, I'm assuming. No, nowhere near. Nowhere near? Are you kidding me? No, nowhere near. There's uh, there the 148s are really like on a, this is a huge kick up. Like uh, they are girls totaling like 1,200, 1,300 now. 
Wow. So a thousand's an awesome milestone to hit, but it's like the bar just keeps getting raised. And especially in the 148s and the 165s, I mean, it's just constantly getting pushed to the, to a higher limit. So hopefully we're not stopping here. I mean, I think the next stop is, you know, ideally it's 1100, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah, you know, you're right. I, I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't just as, uh, assume that because we're seeing some pretty amazing things right now in the strength sports. It's, it, a week doesn't go by on an interview or a podcast that I do that we don't mention the next great feat of strength. It's like it just keeps coming and coming. Yeah, and coming. especially with women like yeah, they're, yeah. they're just kicking ass. Yeah. What do you what do you attribute that to? I think that we are less intimidated to step in weight rooms and I think that there's just been I think that CrossFit opened a huge door to women doing things because they were like interested in what their body was capable of and I think for a long time women trained for aesthetics specifically and just got a ton of crappy information just myths and all that from like the mid 2000s to the early 2010s right there and then suddenly with the like upswing in CrossFit, we're exposed to this, like, Hey, that's crap. You can train basically the same as men can and do a, like really cool stuff. And then they figured out, like, I would rather train for performance than train for aesthetics. I'll probably get some aesthetics along with it, but like, look what I can do. Not just like, look at me. Yeah. I, that, I, I don't think I've heard it put any better than that. Cause I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, I've kind of thought about it from those different angles as well, but you're right never really realized the true potential of what a woman physically was capable of doing until those bridges were kind of burned down. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Oh, this wave that's coming towards us daily now. Yeah. And I think it's more like people are training because they want to, and it's fun and it's not being looked at anymore as like, Oh, you have to, because you have to look this certain way and it's just cool. And it's, it makes people want to go versus like looking at the gym is like, oh, I have to, because I have to, right. you know, lose 10 pounds. Look good in my bikini or look good in my bathing yeah. suit. It's not about that anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and all these different body types are now being accepted. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's just okay with Yeah. And people are like, I look like this. And that's like, when you see more of yourself in other people, it makes you more comfortable with yourself. Like you almost never see an athletic body type, like on a mannequin in a store but I can get on Instagram. Like there are tons of people that look like me and it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. When did it all start for you though? I mean, um, you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 33. 33. That's not usually something women like to answer, but with you and and most women in lifting sports, that's not a, that's always a fun answer. I think because (laughs) we're always shocking the world with, Oh my God, really? You know, and 33 is not old, but when did it all start for you though? Like, when did you, you just didn't start picking up a deadlift bar and realize, Holy shit, I'm pretty strong at this. Um, what's your no. background? So I started lifting in high school. Um, I just had like extra credits. So I took strength and conditioning um, to kind of fill that spot. And I just never stopped lifting after that. I well, just liked been it. On for quite a while for you. You're 15 yeah. years into it. Yeah. That's why I get a kick out of people, especially like, I feel like a lot of times people think that women started lifting at like the dawn of Instagram. So they see yeah. women like, you're doing this wrong. You must be new here. You need my help. And I'm like, "Mm, I've been doing this longer than you. You're literally 12. Please go away. It's funny you say that because I I get a kick out of some of your um, fun posts you put on Instagram, kind of, you know, bringing light onto those moments, you know, and kind of those eye rolls that you give. And I'm sure you have to do it all the time. 
so did, did it did that equate to you that that gym lifting there or that that lifting you were doing in high school did it equate to uh, you know from there I mean you went to the gym after that I'm sure you graduated college where did you start continuing on your path of lifting I just oh so after I had I it started there and that made me very comfortable in most weight rooms. Um, I figured out a couple things from there that I was comfortable there that I, you know, kind of learned my, the row. I'm pretty sure we were doing like five, three, one. They just printed off a program, handed it to us and like, don't get hurt. We're like, all right, cool. But after that, I just uh, went on to work in gyms a ton. Um, I think I've always worked in a gym actually. And it's just, yeah, yeah, I've just, it's been around that culture for, ever and then when I after I had the girls I thought about bodybuilding um and I just couldn't find like any type of passion for it at all I always trained that way I trained like a bodybuilder forever until I found powerlifting um so it was more for like aesthetics I liked to lift heavy but I would do it in like a pyramid type of scheme it was never really super organized in a way to like gain strength per se yeah um but it just, I had no passion for bodybuilding. I didn't love it. I didn't like starving. I didn't even really love the idea of getting on stage in a bikini and like, I'm, I'm just, it's just not for me. Like I knew that I knew going in that I didn't love it. So I'm like, I want to compete in something. I'm not interested in CrossFit. I don't fit this. Like, I don't want to do bodybuilding. And then I saw powerlifting. I saw an arched bench and I was like, what is that? And then I like discovered powerlifting and a friend of mine, I was talking to about it had competed before gave me a program and I just signed up for a meet and followed this like 12 week template. Well, and then the rest is history. Was, I, mean, as they yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Did terribly. I, I had no idea there were commands. I didn't know anything. It was, Oh crazy. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an eye opener. Isn't it? And not only that, just doing a show in general, how do you, how do you kind of get mentally ready for it and all that rest in between sort yeah. of lifts and how do you get yourself yeah. up and heart rate and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. It's certainly nowadays it's secondhand to you, but um, you know, it's interesting to me that, you know, you, you, you've had this, I, well, I guess what I'm, what I want to ask is you have this, you're really lean muscle. You have this Hunter Henderson type look, if I can use her as a reference to towards what you look like you're, she holds a lot of lean muscle. Everybody knows who Hunter Henderson is. Obviously she's probably one of the best yeah. in the world. <laughs> you have that same sort of build with you. Has it always been that way for you that you carry more lean muscle? Was that from your bodybuilding days? Yeah, I just, that's, I, that's a normal, like, that's not something that I worked extra hard for. <laughs> it's like a natural, uh, naturally, I'm kind of a lean lifter. Um, and I kind of grew into the 148s. I was borderline, like when I competed in USAPL, I was 138 was the perfect weight class for me because I sat around like 136 for a long time. Yeah. And I don't look that much different now than I did then. Um, it's just always been that way always and you're just and really it's sort of just a lean muscle gain for you then this extra 12 pounds that you've got is just just lean muscle obviously yeah uh, and, and uh, your strength from the 130 some days to now is I mean it's it's light years above what it was yeah we got like a 200 pound difference from yeah, I, I cut to 132 it was like four pounds it wasn't a big deal yeah. in like 2019 in the summer of 2019 and then I was like okay I can't uh I right. can't like sustain there. Like there's no growth left here. So especially with bench, it, I feel like that's the big one. Yeah. Um, you just have to get heavier. <laughs> yeah. I know it's kind of comes with the territory. Doesn't it? Sometimes when we look at powerlifting and strength sports, heavier, heavier equates to more power, but not necessarily, 
you know, that much heavier. And I think you've proved that lean, you're yeah. getting the most out of your lean muscle right now. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it's just hard for me to gain weight in general for the most part, Okay, but I also think that like, we tend to be a little lazier than we have to be. Like, let's yeah, be honest, no, we could, we could walk a little more, we yes, could get our yes. 10,000 steps. Like we could do more. And um, we just kind of opt not to be like, Oh, I'm a lazy power lifter. Yeah. Well, that's always been kind of the stigma, right? I think that's changing yeah. though. I think a lot of people now are looking at powerlifting and we're seeing these, these well, awesome physiques for one that we never really saw get on the platform 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and there's now we're seeing all these crossover athletes like Hunter Henderson, like Ben Pollock. I use those two as an example all the time because they just recently won their pro cards in bodybuilding. And then I talked to some bodybuilders and that I, that are friends of mine, both pro and high amateurs. And they're like, yeah, we're afraid of these power lifters crossing over to our sport because of the, yeah, the, and the deep muscle that a lot of these power lifters have. Exactly. I was looking at Amanda Kuhatsu also, Haparican. She just did one and just nailed it. Yeah. Um, like there's a ton of people switching. I kind of did the opposite, but um, I think that that, that base is super helpful. Also, I think that like ex bodybuilders also make great power lifters. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I think people, I think I was saying this, um, not too long ago, that it's strange to me that there are people jumping into powerlifting with like, no, I think they could, people could benefit more if they're just starting out and haven't really lifted ever when they're going into powerlifting, just like spend some time bodybuilding. Like it will only serve you. You know, that's interesting you say that because I, I went to a few shows recently. I, I, I coach a couple people and um, a couple USAPL shows. And I do notice that there does seem to be a lot more of these beginners that are kind of just jumping into powerlifting without any type of just general bodybuilding or lifting experience. Yeah, and without like any general fitness. Yeah. You know, I see that quite a bit. Um, how is your programming? What I guess, give me a definition of your programming and what exactly you're doing. So right now I'm training for strongman. So it's to totally different. Don't talk um, about I haven't that squatted no, Don't talk like... about that yet. No, stop. Oh, no. sorry. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. But normally. As I, as I know you are, and we're going to talk a lot about that, but your powerlifting program in particular. So normally it's like, I do, I do a ton of bodybuilding, if yeah. I'm being honest. Um, I have two main lifts. It's borderline like conjugate kind of I would say okay. because I have my uh like max effort lower is typically like my squat day and then I'll do like speed pulls and then there's bench day um deadlift day and then a secondary like light bench day gotcha so it's, it's always four not reinventing the wheel or anything these are just no yeah yeah and then I have a ton of accessory work uh, and Silva was programming me that way because he knows I enjoy that and I like the pump and I like that extra stuff yeah. Um, but I think he also is very meticulous about that because I think that he agrees like this serves you like having more muscle has never hurt a power lifter. No, no, by any stretch. And I made that comment to you too, about all the accessory work you do. I think it's one of those things, especially if with a, so much information out there on social media now, where a lot of introductory people or amateurs or first timers or people get a lot of their information from, which is great. We can both admit that that's, what's made our community much, much bigger because it's inviting more people into it. Yeah. But what they're not seeing when they see people like you and other high profile lifters and, and that are international elite, they're seeing the big three, right? Bench, deadlift, squat. They're not seeing yeah. everything in between. That's what's post worthy. You yes. Know? Yeah, of course. But, but they don't do don't their homework the... and realize that you're doing every other integral thing to get your core stronger, to do all these 
work to, to make your ligaments and tendons and all these other important facets of your physique that are going to help you and lend your strength. Um, what type of work do you do in that respect? Is there, is there a certain programming that you use for that? For accessory work? Yeah. Just whatever is cooked up in Ryan Silva's brain for the most part. And it's um, truly cooked up by the way, because I've seen some of the stuff that you do. It's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I think one thing um, you were doing the other day was stepping over a bag and you had a weight in one hand and you'd lean down and pick it up. Then you'd step over the bag and lean down and pick it up. Oh, like the cardio circuit stuff. Yeah. yeah so I yeah. love that kind of stuff. Um, that I can do all day because actually uh, manage a hit studio here. Okay. So any of those like quick speed cardio circuits, like I can just pump those out. Um, and that's just, I, essentially, I'm just trying to get my heart rate up and get some conditioning in. Yeah. But I also try to make them kind of core based around the core because that's something that I need to like make jazzier just like personal preference hate sure. the like okay I could do dead bugs again or I could make it fun right right and I think that people miss that sometimes like training really should be kind of fun because otherwise why are you doing it yeah it's nice that you kind of put your own personal touch on it I was watching you do those and I thought wow those are really interesting and then I thought to myself, I'm picturing my big powerlifting buddy of mine doing that, going, that would just be hilarious to watch. <laughs> and, Co and Cody, if you're watching this, exactly, we're going to show you this He's video. He's talking about you. That. So yeah, that's that's awesome. And and so who is your trainer again? Ryan Silva. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, you were mentioning his first name. I want to make sure it was right on the last Yeah, one. so that's who did my last prep and everything. And then I'm working with someone for our things that we're not talking about yet. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close though. I'm telling you, cause I'm pretty excited to talk to you about it. Um, so you don't have any future plans for any future powerlifting meets, although we're going to talk about a different sport here in a second. Are there yeah. any, so I was signed up for the ghost. Um, and then I, I was like, Hey, I'm not going to be able to do this because I'm going to be too close to this other thing that I've been talking about for like two years. Um, so I am signed up for the bad, the bad bitches only, um, in Las Vegas in, uh, july that's mike yes. marino's uh like fighter quit mm -hmm. it's a wrpf so we'll see what we can like work up hopefully we crack 1100 there oh that'd crossed. be a great place to do it wouldn't it i heard about that show that is going to be fantastic it's uh, gonna be a lot of fun i think yeah that's a great one to put on your schedule for sure because you're gonna get uh, into the strongman scene though yeah yeah the news we wanted to wait to talk about because <laughs> that surprised me because more recently and this is probably Oh, I think probably right after I asked to do an interview with you, all of a sudden yeah. I started seeing this strongman stuff starting to come. What brought you to that game? I, I should, I, we already know this, but I want to hear it from you. What, what got you kind of excited about doing strongman? I just, I think that it looks fun. I've been talking about it for a couple of years. Um, like I remember and it was before uh, it was 2020 because I, that was the reason that I wasn't able to do much of anything with it. Um, I was like, I'm, that was my goal. I'm going to do a strong, I'm going to do a strongman competition this year. And then everything just got kind of wrecked. Um, and then I ended up, I was like, well, I would like to crack a thousand first and just yeah. like check that box. And yeah. then, you know, now we can do a strongman. So that was my goal. I'm like, I'm going to hit a thousand. I'm going to do a strongman competition. And then, you know, I don't want to leave. I don't want to like be that person that just like leaves one for another. Like I would like to be a, a dual athlete that way. Yeah. Um, but I've been told several times that it's very hard to be good at both of those things. So now I have to do that just despite those people. Yeah, of course you do. I can tell that's your personality for sure. And it, yeah, it isn't easy. There's a lot of people that don't do it, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I, we work with some amateurs and we still do that because they still are becoming better powerlifters, but strongman does yeah. add that fun aspect to it. Let's face it. Powerlifting has gotten more fun over the years. 
these great yes. events like the bad bitches is going to be a great event there's other ones the pioneer of course and Kern, and they do a great job making that look like a rock star a rock show up at some of these events so i appreciate all that usb us apl is still sort of boring but they're getting there too they're doing their um, best they're yeah they're doing, doing their, their best, best. <laughs> yeah, they're doing their best but yeah strongman certainly lends to a different sort of scene altogether that i think is more appealing for to a strength athlete i, I think that's kind of where you were coming from with it it looks a lot of fun yeah. You know what I noticed is they had a, uh, they call it the iron nightmare here. Um, and they were doing a powerlifting meet and a strongman competition at the same time. And I noticed it irritated me because it was way off to the side. They were out in the dead sun, just brutal. And I'm like, no one is watching this. And it's so much more interesting. Like they're literally just going to bench. They're just, you know, in that spot where they lay down between squat and deadlift. And these people are lifting rocks, giant rocks, and yeah. no one cares. Like, what is going on? This is way cooler. I don't it, get it. It's an enigma. I still can't figure it out either. It's so much fun to watch. And I know we're in love with it in a different way than a lot of people are. But from a consumer point of view, why isn't that entertaining or it should be? Thank you. I just yeah. don't. I'm like, how are people not paying attention to how cool this is? Yeah. And I think it's coming along. I mean, I think I think we're seeing shows now and we're seeing... Of course, I feel like on a daily basis, I mentioned Anthony Furman's name and Clash, but he's doing things now that are making this more consumer accessible. And I think other Definitely. organizations are. And I think just like powerlifting, right? Because powerlifting for a long time was a very boring until some of these fireworks shows came along and started really kind of doing fun things with it to make it more yeah. spectator worthy. They, and, and until it it just needed to like slide into the mainstream a little bit more too. Like it's, they're both like, let's be honest. They're both still very fringe. Like yes. it's still not bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, most people, when you that. say, Oh, I'm a powerlifter," or they ask you, Oh, do you compete? And I'm, and you're like, yeah, powerlifting. And they're like, what is that where you do the thing? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's so crazy to me. And it's like bodybuilding super popular. And I, I got a lot of bodybuilding friends. I, I don't want to alienate my show and not talk about bodybuilders no yeah those. they're great i have nothing but respect for for the bodybuilders but just, it, it isn't that exciting that. i mean you're not watching somebody just walk out on stage i agree i don't get it you're they're not doing you're not doing anything i mean they are right? yeah. but yeah. they're not like it i don't find it exciting no no i don't either and it's a it's a pricey ticket too sometimes yeah um well your natural i mean it seems to me that's a natural progression for you going into strongman I mean, all the things you do, all the other intangibles and the way that you've always trained powerlifting, I think you're going to be able to jump right in because a lot of problems, or I guess just problems, a little deficiencies of powerlifters was always it's static strength. There's not a lot of core movement, inner core, outer core, um, obviously strongman's much more posterior chain, um, you know, but I don't think you have to worry about that. Is that kind of what you're feeling like? I mean, I don't want to make you say something have, that's overconfident, but. So my, my only worry is my, uh, like lumbar, I have some, a couple little like lumbar issues that I usually just avoid conventional altogether. Oh goodness. Okay. And then, uh, my coach is Mike from the battle X in Miami, uh, and yeah. he's programming all my strongman stuff. And he's like, you have to pull conventional. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. and you probably need straps. I'm like, never used them. This is yeah. going to be a, a whole rodeo. Hey, the good thing is the good thing is, uh, that you, um, you can hitch the heck out of that if you want to, by the way. Great. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I need exactly. all the help I can get at this point. Exactly. I, I took a, I took a girl, somebody I trained to her first show and she wasn't hitching. I was like, you got to hitch. She didn't even know how to, you know, I don't know how to. That's hitch. what I was going to say. I don't know how, but I'll try. Yeah. yeah. So there's some give and takes there, but yeah, you're, that's funny that you say that no more sumo 
and then no you can hinge. So. <laughs> I heard so many people, I got so many messages like, are you uh, all right? I saw those conventionals and I'm like, yeah, calm. everybody calm down. Yeah. <laughs> how is the conventional? Let me ask. How do you, how do you feel right now? Not to, I've only ever avoided it because I have just that like acts up my like lumbar sacrum. Yeah. It have like a natural fusion there. So it will act up. And Mike has fixed that. My coach oh, um, my, that does my strongman, he's fixed that several times. And I, while I was powerlifting, so he was obviously the person I was going to go to, to train strongman, but also do it without like hurting myself. Yeah. And there's a way to do that. Obviously he's talked to you about that. I mean, there's yeah. certainly, I think for everybody that has these sort of injuries or these potential areas of, you know, hurt that, you know, the training is no different than any other sport. And then when you get yeah, to competition, you work around you're, it. you're just prepared to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how much are you conventionally? I got to ask, what was your best pull conventional so far? Uh, so far or of all time, I think I pulled 320 conventional um, before I just stopped doing it all together. Yeah. So right now I've, I think I've done three conventional days. I worked up to like 275. I think I was doing doubles or triples. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll get there. And, well and it was easy, but we're, so we started with blocks and we finally pulled from the floor. So we're just like slowly progressing and like working it in and finding yeah. it. Cause there was a time when I did like even 225 would make this like flare up a little bit. Oh, so, okay. well, that's great we're, progress. Then. Yeah. We're doing this very slowly. You know, I, I've said the other day, the one thing that the advantage of all power lifters getting in the strongman, if we see it is going to be we're, this new squat that's going to come into strongman. Mark my words, this year is going to be the year more promoters do some type of squat apparatus. You've already got that killed. So. I hope so. I'm fingers crossed. I hope so. Cause that was one thing that has been irritating me a ton is I'm like, you know, I'm real tired of front squats. Is there any way I can like, can I put this on my back at yeah. any point? Yeah. I and have a feeling it's, it's never coming. on the menu. Yeah, I, oh, I hope so. coming, Lindsay. Yeah, I I do because I they, we saw that clash and I talked to Anthony. He's got it coming back, and uh, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of strong men out there that I, are fearing that squat because there's not a lot of squats going on in the gym with guys competing in strong men. I, I noticed that. I was shocked by that actually, yeah. and I noticed it, and it was like it, I'm like, can I squat ever? I don't want a front squat anymore. It sucks. Yeah, it's a crazy. It's a it's a huge yeah like wow a shocking moment when we realize there's no squats in strongman. What the heck's going on here? But isn't that odd? I always say that like I know that everyone's like oh the deadlifts the king of lifts, but I really really feel like it's not. I think the squats are like the, I think that they reign supreme. Like if you can put it, I can pick it up from the floor, but can you put it on your back and then stand back up? I just think that that's such a greater feat of strength in my I opinion. I think there's an argument to be made there. I agree with you 100. Have you? Have you thought about you and your coach thought about what your first show is going to be in strongman? Um, I'm going to do Miami's baddest. Miami's baddest. And what's, what's that? Miami's mean? Miami's baddest man. I think it's mid uh, it's, it's either the first or second weekend in April, I think. Oh, wow. So okay. it's, I don't think this, I don't think he's announced the date yet. It's my coach's show. So I oh, uh, don't know the exact date yet, but he, it's always in April. So. But I'm sure you're going to know the events long before anybody else. No, no, he won't tell me. He's not like cracking it. I can't get him to crack on it. I'm okay. like, so will I need to do stones? Or I thought me and, and he's like, right. uh -uh, I'm not saying nope. Okay, good, good. I'm glad so to hear that. I guess all the athletes find out at the same time as everybody else. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, he doesn't want to play favorites now at his show. Nope, not a um, chance. So let's get on to a couple other things because I find some things that are fascin fascinating about you. 
Um, if, and if you don't mind talking about it, and I don't think you will, but you you do some blogging as a mother in powerlifting. I saw your girls who powerlift, um, and, and you have two daughters, and one of your daughters is a special needs daughter, right? And by the way, congratulations. I saw her PR that you posted the other day, <laughs> uh, walking, and that's so awesome. Uh, it, it chokes me up. It really does. It's, it's really awesome. I want to read something that I saved that I thought was really cool uh, that you wrote. Uh, let me find it here. And it says, they are going to remember you on a platform with a, with a medal and a big smile. They're going to remember their mom all by herself in a front of a big crowd, fearless and strong. And they will remember how brave you seem standing up there doing something you love. Yeah, those are pretty heartfelt blog posts that you put up there. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that for a little bit? How's your daughter doing? Oh, she's awesome. So um, Camilla was born was 16 weeks premature. So she was born at 24 weeks. Pregnancy is typically 40 for anyone who is unsure. So she was quite literally like half-baked. Um, I just went into spontaneous labor. I went to the hospital the day before and they were like, I, I was like, I think I'm leaking fluid. Like something feels off. Um, uh, I happened to be in my hometown at the time in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. And she was like, no, you're fine. You probably peed your pants, whatever that happens when women are pregnant. So I went into labor the next day. Um, and they med flighted me to Columbus and she was born that day. Oh, wow. Wow. So they, uh, intubated her um, immediately. She was one pound, five ounces and stayed in there for like six months, kind of touch and go for like two months. Mm. And then she slowly started just to get a little bit stronger and a little bit better. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a long, it was, it was definitely a long road, but now she has, um, from that, she had a brain bleed at birth just from prematurity. She has cerebral palsy now. Um, she's very, very, uh, talkative. Yes, she so is. she's, she's very chatty. She's very matter of fact. Um, and we kind of have hopes that she will use crutches this year. So she uses her walker. Now she does finally walk it took yeah. four and a half years for her to walk at all, like be upright at all. So now she's walking, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And hopefully crutches this year. So the ones that go around the wrist, yeah. um, yep. we'll see. Well, I, I, she's very afraid to fall. So, yeah, yeah. I watch those videos uh, on your Instagram all the time. I think they're awesome. I, I follow her and you, I follow her, I should say. You're just, I know she's the real star. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. And I really think it's cool that, that you're, you're kind of taking the lead a little bit. I mean, on sort of like being up, up front about, you know, I think the correlation between being an athlete, like you are and almost having three jobs, right? You have your job yeah. and you have your athlete job. And then of course, taking care of your daughter, which I'm sure is a job in itself because yeah. it's just, yeah, without a doubt. It's and now that you never comes off basically. Yeah. Um, that mom hat just like never comes off. But I think that there are so many people that just needed to hear like, Hey, you can do, you can still exist as a person. Um, like you can still do things that you want. It might take some time to like, you know, it might be a puzzle on like, Hey, how am I going to fit all this in? but you can, it just takes a little bit of maneuvering. Um, like sometimes I drag the girls to the gym across town and they just crawl around and hang out and it's fine. Um, but I think that people, I I know uh, moms, especially when they're really little have a hard time feeling like 
um, they're allowed to do something that doesn't directly involve their children. Or like, if you do anything for yourself, or I remember feeling like really guilty if I would step out and just like go shopping or go grab a coffee and run to Target by myself. And I'm gone for a couple hours and I would feel terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't normal. Like you shouldn't feel bad for yeah, let alone existing. going to the gym. Right. I mean, that's a whole nother yeah. thing. Right. And I mean, now it's easier. I go when they're at school. So it's not like problematic, but there are some moms that have to drag their kids with them. And it's like, Hey, you're allowed to do that. They probably need to see you as a female in a gym and, and that be normal for them and yeah. see that, that, see that as normal. Like growing up, I never saw my mom in a gym. No, never. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I think it, it can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I lost, I lost an interview a little bit last night. Uh, that's why I asked that. Um, oh, I was like, yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Um, yeah. I, I think that's really cool what you're doing with, and is it just girls who power lift that you're doing that for them with your blogging? So that or? was just a one-off blog that I wrote for them. Um, just because I felt like there's somebody that needs to hear this. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I tried to make that pretty, I, that's probably when I do a Q and A are the most questions that I get, like, how do you balance this? And it's like, balance is bullshit. Um, you're like, if my house is clean, I probably door dash dinner. Um, <laughs> if I like, there's never really a, a true like balance where I've done absolutely everything today and everything is perfect and pristine. It's just like organized chaos and like something's taking priority over something else. And like that, that is the balance that you're looking for. And that's the reality of everybody's that. life. Yeah, yeah, it seems to me that's just admitting the, the truth. Some days are going to be different than other days as far as you're compartmentalizing what's you can get done, what's important, and and of yeah. course, you know, taking care of your kids, which is first and foremost. Which is always first, yeah. yeah. But people think like, oh, if I can't get every, I, I I can't get everything done, so I can't do anything. It's like no, just like pick the most important thing. Like, where am I going to fit training in today? And um, Camilla has therapy at this time. So I'm going to go do it at this. It's just like a puzzle every day. Like these are all the pieces. These are non-negotiable. And how do I squeeze these in? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what you did there was pretty cool. And I, I, I would uh, encourage you to keep that going. I think that message that you kind of left in those blogs posts that you were doing, and they were all great. That was just my favorite. I was picturing you up there and your girls watching and, you know, that moment yeah. where you shared something that they would never forget in their minds, you know, and that's so impactful. I have a four-year-old son and I think about that a lot, you know, like him watching me do things. And of course, I think most parents do, at least I yeah. hope they do. I really do hope they do even stuff like this lifting stuff and taking him to the gym and letting him kind of sit on a bench for a while and act like he's bench pressing. I mean, these are moments I think that are truly developing for these kids so that that was yeah. awesome I just wanted to bring that up real quick and I'm glad okay. you shared that with us um let's get back to your training too because you're a personal trainer you don't just stop there you're a mother you're an elite power lifter you're a strong woman now you work and you also personal train and I was looking at some of your personal training stuff that you do you kind of take a different approach to it don't you um a little bit. My one-on-ones are very similar to how I train because I think that that's the best route. Um, for my app, I do, uh, it's pretty much powerlifting periodization. So we kind of hypertrophy strength um, peak. Yeah. And then, but I try to give them as much, again, accessory work as they can, yeah. because I guess they, you could call it power building um, because I think that most people, again, just need to do that. I think people need to train a little harder and add those accessories in and you can kind of find trends. Um, like for instance, when we tried to 
uh, max out bench, it was a lot of missing off the chest. So I can then go in and add like, okay, if we're missing off the chest, we probably need to hit, hit some chest. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, so do you deal with a lot of athletes then a lot of power lifters per se, or, or do you so have a- my one-on-one roster? I keep really, really small. Okay. Um, I have like maybe eight right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I just like, because I have my regular job, which is still training and manage a studio here, like I said, and then I have my app and my one-on-one, I just don't want to overextend. Gotcha. So, um, I have one girl that's training or I have two good, the girls that are training for meets next year. Um, and that's otherwise just people looking to get stronger. Um, if they want, no, I have three, I'm sorry. I have three competitors. One is not, um, competing for a little while cause she's, um, ROTC. Okay. So, but either way, they're all coming up on them pretty soon. None of my train heroic girls are competing at the moment. And I make it really clear, like this isn't a peaking program. You're, you can get stronger generally, but it's not going to get you ready for any kind of, um, meet right. on a specific date. Cause I can't like just program everyone for your specific day. Right. Right. Yeah. For your specific meet. Um, but that one's just subscription monthly. So we do like four week verbal six week blocks there, eight week blocks. Sometimes we just finished hypertrophy. So we'll probably sit in a strength block for six to eight weeks. And yeah. we'll do a little peek and start it over. Yeah. 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 Kind of get the ball rolling. Right. It just kind of, yeah. keeps going through in the motion of that. Um, do you do a lot of uh, programming with uh, diet and lifestyle as well? Or do you stick? Mainly- I don't train. I don't do any nutrition. You eat really good. I've seen the food you eat. You're, you, you certainly <laughs> I know how to do it, it. yourself. Huh? <laughs> I do. I just steak and rice and green beans. Um, that's like my jam. I try to be, but I just use RP um, and I'm sponsored by RP. And I just think that that's the easiest one I've ever used. I know a lot of people like advertise for RP and don't actually use it, but I just think it's the easiest route to take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's, but I don't, I don't like to mess with nutrition for people because I am not in any way certified to do that. Gotcha. Well, that's, yeah. And that's so true because I think we see a lot of that out there by people that think they know best when it comes to oh, macros are easy. I can do it this way. And uh, truth is yeah. that they really don't have any clue because we're all a little no. bit different. And a lot of times they're just charging people money to plug it into something. It's <laughs> and, awesome. And like, oh, yeah. Here are your numbers. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. They're using the same. But I do think there's do. value in that because I think that people need like some kind of um, accountability a lot of the time. And that's really all that they need to stay on track. And I think that that's great. Yeah. Um, so I'm not trying to knock any hustle. I just don't feel qualified to give like any type of those numbers to anyone. Cause well, I just, it sounds like you're um, so busy anyhow, that if you took on that, it, it would just, it's another three hours of a day that you just don't have in your day right now. I mean, you got to draw yeah. the line somewhere. I think we yeah. see that a lot with athletes in particular that want to train and it's very difficult for them to juggle. And often something suffers. It's either their training or it's their, their programming for other people. I don't think it's ever done correctly otherwise, but Unless that's your full-time gig, I think yeah. it's really hard to take on. Like I know a couple of people that do it full-time and do a great job and no one's ever left behind and they have great um, relationship with all of their athletes. But I just, I think that as a, like a side hustle or as an extra add-on, um, it's, it would be really difficult. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. And you're, you're messing with someone's food. Like I just feel it has to get, you have to have plenty of attention to give to that. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I actually use a nutrition coach myself, even though I think I know a lot. I want to take that thinking off the table. I don't even want yeah. to think about it. And let me just focus on something different. So you've been you've been a competitive lifter for what'd you say, 2015? 
five years. I've been competing for five years. So competitive lifter for five years now getting in the strongman scene. Who do you, do you have a, uh, we all have that circle, right? That circle of just confidants, these people that are kind of been with you the whole way. Do you have some of those type of people around you that you've been with from the beginning or are working with people now that are a part of that life of yours, your gym life that, you know, that so you I kind was, of attribute things to? I have, um, I have, per, well, my gym, Perfect Storm, um, are, they're just, I mean, we're so lucky. We have so many great lifters there and coaches. Um, there's a, a, a ton. I mean, there's Miana and Seth are there. Um, it's, it's just an incredible gym. So I've had them almost the whole time and access to great equipment and access to really strong, smart people. Um, but I'm also, Florida is really great about networking as far as the gyms go. So like girls who power lift is actually located like two hours South of me. Um, so that whole gym I have access to also, um, I've been with Ryan. I was coached by Ryan for, I want to say for almost three years or at least two and a half, but we were coached by the same person before that. Um, Lana's coached the both of us and a lot of other people. He was uh callous hands power at the time. Okay. Um, and he taught me a ton also. So I kind of all those people that I worked with um or lifted amongst when I was under Lonus, a lot of them just went to Silva when Lonus stopped coaching. So we all kind of stayed together within yeah. that little circle. Yeah, kind of a big family now, huh? You've been together with these people for so long. Yeah. What about athletes? Um, you know, we talked about it briefly before we started the interview that I just got done finishing an interview with Julia Tomaszewski, who we, I've joked and I joked with her about it too, about you that you'll see on the interview if you watch it, that we got the six circles of Kevin Bacon within the powerlifting and strongman community that everybody yeah. knows everybody. I had you booked to interview. I had her booked a month and a half ago and I had no clue you knew each other till all of a sudden I see a picture of her holding you. Um, <laughs> are there athletes like Julia obviously you're friends with her that you reach out to and throw ideas off of. You have kind of that also that network built as I'm sure you do, but you want to name some of those people? I think more friends that I have, I have so many that are on, um, that are, that are from Instagram, um, like Trisha King. Um, she actually trains out of perfect storm sometimes, Okay, but most of them are my, uh, my Silva crew, Alexis, um, a lot of the strong house athletes, um gosh I feel like I'm put on the spot now a lot of times it ends up being like a team because you are sponsored by the same people or yeah. you're coached by someone and then you end up meeting at meets and hanging out and that kind of thing um so I think that's typically what it is you kind of get close on the internet and then you get to see each other at bigger meets yeah and it's almost like you've just known each other the whole time even when you've never met yeah. somebody yeah, it yeah. makes it really cool. We're in an interesting era right now, for sure, uh, that we, we are. are able to build these sort of social media relationships that are real. And we, yeah, and you can go places and feel comfortable. Like I went to Kansas City to watch the showdown and like, I felt like, oh, I'm just going to hang out with all my friends. Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, some of them I'd never met in person before, or I'd only seen them a couple times in person. And it's like, but you keep up with each other and you just, you have that closeness Absolutely. Um, so we can all train all over the country, but still have those connections. What a great resource. Yeah. Isn't that something we can go halfway across the country and be in a place that we've never met a soul, but you think we or feel like in arguably we know everybody and that's yeah. a great, it's a secure feeling too, especially when you're in a strange place 
I think that prevented a lot of people from moving around back in the day and lifting in these different the demographics and these different bubbles because it's kind of a scary thing. You know, you don't have your team with you or not everybody can travel, but now your team is kind of everywhere because you can always grab somebody to help you out that knows you well enough. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think, and it's, it's always like, Hey, do you happen to know anyone that could handle this person at this meet? Um, I know like when we were down in Florida, JP stepped in to handle a couple people for us. Um, it's just really cool how, how all of it works and like people want to take care of each other within the powerlifting community. And it's a really cool feeling too. And that's, I think the thing that draws people in and keeps them there is like, there's so much camaraderie and people wanting to help you do your best and succeed for the day. Whether it's like coaches, lifters, like everybody just wants to see you do well and will bend over backwards to make that happen. Yeah. It's a unique uh, uh, fraternity and sorority to be a part of um, that strength community and and not just powerlifting now, but you're going to experience the same thing. And you probably already have within the strongman community. That's just going to make you love that in the same way. Um, you're sponsored by who? L- Live Large, right? They're one of your sponsors. Mm-hmm. And RP. Um, Stronghouse RP um, is for the food stuff. Um, Stronghouse does like all my apparel, all my gear. Um, mm-hmm. So sleeves, knee sleeves, knee wraps, that kind of thing. And Girls Who Power Lift, um, they are apparel. They have some gear. Um, they're a great resource for people in general though. Like they try to be super helpful. They try to bring like the community even more together by like, Hey, look at this lift, look at this person. And it's not like, just, it's not like King of the lifts where you're just seeing giant lifts. This is like right. someone's first like 200 pound squat. And I love that about them. Yeah. Like, it's so true. I want to, I want to mirror that. Yeah. Cause I actually follow girls who power lift. I, well, I do even before I started the podcast, because I, I felt the same way. There was a true authenticity to them where they really just sort of try to promote the lifting community as opposed to yeah the the other sites where they just want the big lifts kind of thing which is good too but um, yeah, yeah so kudos Everybody the girls that, that power lift I love them they they do a great yeah. job it's so cool you're close to them as well yeah it's I feel like a lot of people don't know that they're based right out of Florida uh, a couple hours south and they're a fantastic uh, company and fantastic couple yeah you're pretty lucky to be down in Florida wow I mean, I mean, hey, it's Florida and palm trees. I get all that, but you have some great resources down there with some great people and the lifting community is great. You mentioned JP. I've never met him. I don't know him, but I'm going to have him on someday and interview him because he's a JP guy. Price? Ah, yeah. Fantastic dude. He's in Kansas city, but he's a great. Oh, dude. is he? Oh, I thought, I thought he was in Florida when you said that. I was like, oh, no, he, cool. he was down for the hybrid. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha, in Miami. Gotcha. Yeah. But he owns strong, he's in strong barbell club out of, uh, Kansas city. Okay. Yeah. He's an interesting character. I love him a lot. Cause he just sincerity. has, he's got that sincerity to him. That's really cool. Yeah. He's a genuine dude for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, it's just, it's really fun to be able to talk to somebody like you that's got these different facets of all these different sports and personality to go with it. Um, you, obviously you're certainly very, very popular. You know, everybody loves to watch you lift and your belt flips and your, the fun <laughs> memes and stuff that you put online. And you certainly have a big following on Instagram as well, but there's more to you than just that, which is why I appreciate you coming on our show today. Um, Thank you. Uh, you know, that, that's really so trying to take this off. Nice to hear. Cause you always worry like, gosh, you don't want to just be that, that dumb I won't even say it. you don't you don't always want to be a bimbo on Instagram Just try to have something of substance there no you certainly do there's no question and I try to reach out to people that I think have that substance and I'm no judge of that I I just kind of throw a dart and get lucky sometimes but um, certainly <laughs> yeah you qualify for that is there anything else you'd like to say or 
I guess finish with before we say goodbye? Um, I guess look out for <laughs> look out for April. I, I got my fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll see if uh, we can be any good at both. I have a feeling you're going to have no problem with that. Watch out for Lindsey Gray in April and, and moving on from there in both sports because you're going to be the hybrid and prove everybody wrong. That's I'm going to try. I'm okay. going to give it a hell. Well, I hope we can follow up with you again soon. Maybe after April, I'll get a hold of you and we can do a, a quick, uh, quick uh, we'll do a recap right after yeah. the meet. Yeah. See how you did and how fun. you felt about it. Yeah. I appreciate it, Lindsay. Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I'll get this out in the next few days. I'll keep you posted on how everything's going and, uh, and hopefully I'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Thanks for All having right. me. Uh, you're welcome.